Well, thank you for worshiping with us and celebrating the birth of Jesus here at Christmas at Crossroads. You know, the birth of a baby is a very exciting time. Back in the early 2000s, a Canadian documentary television series called uh, Baby Stories uh, documented the, the process of pregnancy and delivery and the harsh reality of what it actually means to bring a baby into the world and to begin to raise it. And they followed just these, uh, these mothers as they went through the pregnancy process, as they went through the delivery process, and as they raised these children and just were amazed at the, the challenge they went through, but also the joy that a new baby can bring. My wife and I are blessed to have three children. And at the birth of each of our children, uh, there was some drama. It started with just about three months into our first pregnancy. We went for an ultrasound and the doctor said to us that our baby daughter wasn't growing the way that normal babies should. And so we went through a series of ultrasounds. We had a schedule amniocentesis. And thankfully, before we had to perform that uh, process, Something happened. We believe it was a miracle from God, and we didn't have to have the amniocentesis, and our baby girl was born healthy and strong. Three years later, we had a fairly normal pregnancy, and we welcomed in the birth of our son, Cade. And just a few hours after his birth, the doctors came in and informed us that he had been born with Down syndrome. Now, that was not something that we were looking for or expected. It wasn't even something we signed up for. But we have seen God work powerfully in his life despite the challenges as well as in ours. We immediately wanted to have another child, but you know, it didn't happen as fast or exactly how we had planned. After three miscarriages and a failed fertility process, we finally were able to welcome our third child, a beautiful daughter. All three of our kids are, are a blessing to us. And yet through that, I, I began to wrestle with like this phrase I heard growing up. It's the miracle of life. I really didn't know what that meant. In fact, after going through health class and biology class and kind of knowing how having a baby works, I still didn't really comprehend what it meant, this miracle of life. I reached out to a friend this past week, Dr. Monty Lackey. He is a retired OBGYN. He's delivered hundreds of babies. And I asked Monty, Monty, what was the most spectacular thing about delivering a baby? Where was it a miracle for you? And he said, there are two things. Phil, it's always amazing to me. It's a miracle. The transition that happens from this emotional and physical stress to this overwhelming sense of joy when that baby makes its entrance into the world. And he also says, I will never be able to get over the miracle of life watching the handiwork of God as he forms every living being. Today, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And as you probably already know, his birth came with some pretty crazy circumstances surrounding it. The world politically at this time was in an uproar. There was oppression from a foreign government. There was unexpected taxation. There was also harsh treatment from the hands of rulers. Spiritually, it was a dark time as well. Most religious people thought that God was silent, that he had just kind of left the world up to its own devices and that it was spinning out of control. The mother of this baby to be born was unwed and the rumor was that her fiance wasn't even the father. And the parents had to travel very far while the mom was great with child, probably walking over a hundred miles. They may have ridden a donkey, they may have ridden another animal. If you've ever been pregnant and had to travel, you know how much fun that can be, right? If you've ever had to travel with a pregnant woman, God bless you, right? You know that that's not much fun either. Well, they had to go to their hometown. And when they got there, there was no place for them to stay. So they ended up sleeping with animals. 
And that's where they delivered this child. The birth of, the, of a baby, regardless of the circumstances, it often brings hope and peace and faith and joy. And these are themes that we as a congregation have been celebrating the past several weeks as we've celebrated Advent, the appearing of Jesus, the arrival of Jesus to our world. This appearing of Jesus brought all these things to us in the full. Not only was it prophesied that Jesus would bring each of these, but he fulfilled every promise and every prophecy made by God. Everything that God originally intended for life to be was brought into fulfillment in and through Jesus. He was present and active in creation when the breath of life was breathed into mankind, the first human physically. But Jesus is also still the source and has always been the source of life spiritually for all people. Jesus appeared to bring life. It's why he was born. It's why he died. It's why he resurrected. It's why he reigns in heaven now. Life is a major theme that we see all throughout Scripture, and especially in the Gospel of John. For this past year, we as a congregation have been reading through and and studying through the entire Gospel of John. And from the opening verses, this theme of life is actually brought to life. John says in John 1 verse 4, in him, meaning Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. As I said earlier, Jesus was active in creation and he is still the miracle worker forming every person who has ever lived through the miracle of birth. But it's more than just physical life. More importantly, Jesus came to bring life spiritually, abundant life here on the earth now and eternal life in heaven when we die. He came to bring life by dying in our place. John 3, verses 15 and 16 read, everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Every one of us have disregarded the way that God designed life to work. We've tried to figure out how life works on our own. And the consequences for these actions is actually death. Physical death, yes, but ultimately spiritual death. That's the bad news. But there's good news. The angel said there's good news of great joy for all people. John 3 verse 36 speaks to that when John says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life for God's wrath remains on them. You see, my friends, living outside of God's way is a hollow and hopeless existence. And you may have seen that in the eyes of a friend or a loved one. Or you may have seen it in the mirror as you got dressed today to come to this worship gathering or made the drive here. Jesus was born to die. God allowed his only son to die for our sins, the ones that you and I have committed, so that we could have life, full life, here and now, and eternal life forever. John 5, verse 24 and through 26 reads, I tell you the truth for certain that everyone who hears my message, Jesus says, and has faith in the one who sent me has eternal life and will never be condemned. They've already gone from death to life. Jesus says, I tell you for certain that the time will come, it's already here, when all the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen to it will live. The Father has the power to give life, and he's given this power to the Son. While it might seem old-fashioned or illogical to some, it may even seem exclusive, exclusive to others. For those of us who have experienced and explored this life that Jesus came to bring us, we found his words and his promises to be true. 
Words like when he says in John 10, 10, I have come that you may have life and life to the full. And also when he says in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In another book of the Bible written by the same person, John, he states these words, 1 John 5, 11 through 12. God has said that he gave us eternal life, and this life comes to us from his Son. And so we have, if we have God's Son, we have life. But if we don't have the Son, we don't have this life. Now, you might be wondering, you know, what's this life you keep describing? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me explain it to you in just a very simple acrostic using the words L-I-F-E. This life I describe includes love like you've always wanted. According to the 80s country artist Johnny Lee, we've all been looking for love just in the wrong places, right? The love that this world offers and those of this world that offer this love, well, that love is fickle. It's conditional. It's even manipulative at times. Jesus was born as the Messiah, and that was seen as a promise of God's faithfulness and act of love. The love that God offers by sending his son Jesus, being born into this world, it's unconditional. It's available to all, no matter who you are or what you've done. You can't earn it. You can't use it up. You can't buy it because it is too expensive. It's merciful. It's tender. It's sure. It's given and offered freely to you and me, and the only thing that we can do is reject it or receive it. You'll never find or experience a love like the, what Jesus offers you. It's deep and it's full. So receive it. Embrace it. Bask in it. And also live life fully through it. For some, that might seem romantic or even idealistic or maybe impractical. Well, this life that Jesus offers us also offers us insight and wisdom to navigate the world around us. When Jesus was born into this world, he came to show us how to live life as God designed it. That's why he claimed to be the way to true life. He created life so he knows how it works. The fact that Jesus was fully God yet became fully man, that was on purpose. It was to give us an example to follow, to to experience this life. Emmanuel, which means God with us, is God relating to us, but it's also helping us relate to God. Jesus was born in a humble and simple way so that all of us could relate to him and he could show us the way to life. If he came rich or powerful or famous or even talented, then we may like self-excuse ourselves and think that that's unreachable or un untouchable, a, a type of way to live. But because Jesus came simple as a baby, having a modest yet anointed life, teaching and serving others, sacrificing himself on the behalf of others, that shows us how we can live life and follow his example. Listen to how the Apostle Paul speaks of Jesus in this way. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, excuse me, verse 28. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. Paul calls Jesus the wisdom of God. The Bible, God's word, offers us insight and wisdom to follow and navigate this life and to follow Jesus who can reveal to us the way 
of life. As Logan mentioned earlier, we are starting a new teaching series on Sunday, January 3rd. And we're going to be walking through the book of Proverbs in the Bible. We think it offers us wisdom to navigate the world around us. And so today as you leave, we have a, a simple gift for you. We thought it might be fun to go through the book of Proverbs and highlight some things that are relative to our life today. Maybe we all need wisdom. Maybe we all need some insight on how to manage our finances or how to raise our families or how to control our words or how to find fulfillment at work. So we've provided this uh, five-color highlighter for you. You're all going to receive one as you leave tonight, as well as a copy of the book of Proverbs. We'd encourage you to join with us in January, the month of January, reading through the book of Proverbs and gaining wisdom and insight to live this life that God has called us to. This life is love like we've always wanted. It's insight and wisdom to navigate the world around us. It also offers us forgiveness for the mess that we've made. It hasn't taken a worldwide pandemic to show us that this world is a mess. And it would be easy to be skeptical or even cynical and wonder, like, why has God allowed so much hurt to happen, so much suffering in the world? Well, you must trust me when I say that that is not the way that God intended the world to be. Sin is the source of all sickness, of all hatred and sorrow in our world. And from the first moment when man and woman chose to try to live life their own way without God, it didn't work out well for them. And it hasn't for us either. I think most of the mess that you and I find ourselves in is really our own fault, not God's. And yet he offers us a solution. He offers us reconciliation with him. He restores to us and all creation through what he designed life to be by dying on the cross for us. The angel told Joseph, give him the name Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. That's what the word Jesus actually means. Another translation of 1 Corinthians 30 says this, everything that we have, right thinking and right living, a clean slate and a fresh start, comes from God by the way of Christ Jesus. This is true life, living the way that God designed it, following the wisdom and example that he provides for navigating life and experiencing the grace and forgiveness that he offers us. Regardless of the condition of the world we live in and the mess that we may have made of our own world, a fresh start, a new lease on life, life that is free and, and fulfilling, is available to us through Jesus. It's why he's born, to bring us life. Here's some really good news. Regardless of how this world and our experience of it might be playing out, it's not forever. This life that Jesus came to bring us is filled with love that we've always wanted. It's filled with insight and wisdom. It's filled with forgiveness, but it also is eternal. Kids, you know that feeling that you've had over the past several weeks waiting up for Christmas, right? You can't wait till tomorrow morning to bust open those packages. It's felt like an eternity waiting for tomorrow to happen, and it'll all be over real quick. You parents know the planning, the shopping, the cooking, the wrapping, the assembling that it's taken to be ready for tomorrow morning, and you know, like me, it'll all be over really quick. Well, that's a picture of the difference between the things of this world that do not last compared to the things of eternity that last forever. All the titles given to Jesus, like Messiah, Son of the Most High, sitting on the throne of the Father David, reigning over the house of Jacob, your kingdom never ending, 
that all speaks of the eternal aspect of the life that Jesus came to bring us. Um, bro, well, Jacob, what's going on here, friend? Uh, hey there, Phil. How are you, man? Um, I heard I'm, my name. You said, you know, the House of Jacob thing. And so <laughs> yes, I, I just thought I would come out and help you out, you know? Well, awesome. Let, uh, what, what can we do for you? Well, you know, you, you're, I, I understand that you're trying to help us learn how to spell the word life and yes, everything. Yes. L-I-F-E. Yes. Did I get it right? You got it right. Okay, nice. Good. Well, you started talking about this whole eternity thing, and that may be a little bit confusing for some of us in here. Okay. Okay, okay. so I'm going to help out my friends, my elementary kiddos in here. Do we have some elementary kids up in here tonight? No. Guys, you, you are, I know it's big church, but it's okay. Let's bring ch- kids church in here and let's get a little loud today. Do I have any elementary students in here today? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. I so I thought I'd bring some kids church up in here and let's, let's understand this whole eternal life. Thing. That's so, awesome. Sound good to you? Okay. Here's what I'm going to need this afternoon. I'm going to need two elementary students, two elementary students. Oh man. Ra- raise your hand in the air. If you would want to come up on stage with me. Okay. Hey, uh, oh man. Wow. Uh, Hey, is that Andrew? Yeah, Andrew. And bring your sister. Bring your sister. Give these guys a big round of applause as they come up on the stage. Come on up here, guys. Okay, Andrew, come up, uh, come up over here. Everybody, say hi, Andrew. There we go. Everyone said hello. You are allowed to say hi back. Okay, he said hi. Now everybody say hi, Lila. Okay, Andrew, hold that for me. Lila, come with me. Okay. Now. While we're setting this up, guys, I want you all out there in the crowd to imagine that this rope right here, that it is a timeline of your life. And I just want you to imagine, now, Lila, you're going to come all the way over here, okay? And let's be sure to pull this really tight, okay, for everybody to see. Andrew, why don't you keep, on, keep going just a little bit down that way. And stop. Very good. Okay. Lila, you can, you can come up a little bit, but just hold it really tight, okay? Can you do that for me? You got it. See, that's perfect, guys. So I want you to imagine that this rope here, it is a timeline of your life, and, well, it goes on for forever. I know we're stopped here at you, Lila, but let's just pretend because this represents all of eternity, all of eternal life. This is a timeline of that. Now, down here with Andrew, Andrew, let's pull this really tight here, okay? Now, I want you to show everybody there should be, oh, yeah, right here, right here. Can you hold it just like that for me so everyone can see this red piece right here? Now, this red piece right here, it represents about, mm, Zero to a hundred-ish years. It represents our life here on earth. I know some of you are thinking a hundred years old. I think it would be really cool to live to a hundred and say I lived over a hundred, but some of you are already rolling your eyes at me. I know I can't see your faces, but you're rolling your eyes and say, Lord, please do not let me last until a hundred. But I would like to. I think that would be kind of cool. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, you think it would be kind of cool? Now, let me ask you a question since you're up here. Oh, hi, Lila. Hi, you doing okay down there? Okay, good. Let me ask you a question, Andrew. You've got this little piece of our life here on earth, but then we have the rest of eternity that your sister is holding. Who's holding the longer piece of this? Yeah, her, for sure, for sure. You know what's interesting about this, Andrew, is I think for a lot of our waking hours in the day, we spend a lot of our time thinking about our lives here on earth. Instead of all of it, hi, Lila. Everybody say, hi, Lila. 
I know you're all the way down there. You're doing great though. But imagine once again that this goes on for forever. Eternal life, eternity is forever. I know it's really hard to wrap our heads around that. But for the majority of us though, we spend the majority of our waking hours, sometimes even we dream about being prepared in this life. And I think we can get in trouble like that because we forget that we have all of this life ahead of us, the true life, the full and abundant life that we've been talking about all day long that is ahead of us. And we can actually access right here in this short time frame. You know, I think a lot of us here today are maybe spending, especially 2020, trying to prepare and over-prepare for these short little years here instead of all of this. Think about it like this. Andrew, have your parents ever just come up to you and just been like, hey, with what you're wearing on, just jump in the car. We are going on vacation. No. Not even like a surprise vacation? No. Oh, well, parents... You hear for 2021, surprise vacation for the kids this year, okay? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Unless you want to take me with you, that'd be kind of cool too. That'd be fun. Anyways, um, no, because typically whenever you go on a vacation, you're planning it. You're planning where you're going, the routes you're going to take. You've hopefully saved money for this vacation. You're planning on where to go out to eat, the fun activities you get to do, the money that you guys get to spend while you're on vacation. You Prepare. Everybody say prepare. I think that a lot of us are living, though, our lives preparing for this little short time frame instead of what is to come, the true and eternal life. Because here's the deal. God has sent his son into the world to help us realize that we are lost, we are broken, and we try to do life our own way instead of God's ways all the time. And actually in Crossroads Kids, we call that sin. And sin, it separates us from God. And so in this Christmas season, God, he has sent his one and only son in the form of a precious baby boy. And this precious baby boy, fully God, but yet fully human, he grows up and he shows us in his life how to follow God's ways perfectly, how to follow his ways that lead to life and life to the full. He shows us how to do that. He shows us how to access some of this eternal life right here in this short little time frame down here. But yet, we're sinful, we're broken, we're lost without him. And Jesus, as he is an adult, he looks to us and says, hey, I know your sin, it's separated you from our family with God, the Father, but I love you so much. You are a child of the King. You belong in my family. So there's actually nothing you can do to wipe your sin clean. It's kind of some bad news. 2020, am I right? But yet Jesus, he looks at each and every one of us and he says, I know you can't do anything about it, but I can do everything about it. And I'm gonna take your sin and I'm gonna pay the price for it, which is death, eternal separation. We don't get any of this 
without a relationship with the Prince of Peace, our time stops right there. But Jesus, he doesn't want that for us. He wants us to have life and life to the full. And he says, if you look to me, I'll pay that price. I have paid that price. And so he went to that cross. He died the most brutal death of this time period. But yet, thankfully, God rose him back from the dead three days later through the power of the Holy Spirit, conquering sin, conquering death. And whenever he walked out of that tomb, new life began in our timeline. And so now he's looking to each and every one of us wondering why we're so busy hanging on to the things that really don't matter. Just like Bree had you guys think about earlier, there's so many things that we think about, right? That we are holding on to here in this short little time frame. We're too busy prepping our 401ks. We're too busy worried about what the kid at the lunch table thinks of us. We're too busy worried about what's gonna drop on YouTube and Netflix here soon. We're too busy with our sports seasons to release our sin, release our lives over to Jesus and in return, access life eternally right here, right now. And we can live and love like Jesus and bring some of this eternity into our broken world right here, right now. And so the question I think a lot of us have to answer in this Christmas of 2020, Andrew, is that Jesus has given us eternal life, but have you accepted it? Guys, that's why today we have been saying this, is that because Jesus appeared, we have life. So Andrew, Lila, can you guys help me with the big idea today? I'm gonna count to three and I want you to say with me our big idea and then they're all gonna repeat after us. Are you ready? Okay, one, two, three. Because Jesus appeared, we have life. Now, what do I do if I don't really like your all's response in Crossroads Kids? If we're not excited about it, if we're not full of joy and hope about that, what is Christmas about? So let's, should we try it again, Andrew and Lila? Should we try that again? That was kind of, I think we should try it again. Here we go. One, two, three. Because Jesus appeared. Because Jesus there we go. We have life. Awesome job, everyone. Give my helpers a big round of applause. You guys can drop your rope and head back to your seats. That's true. Well, that is very, very true. Because Jesus appeared, we have life. Jesus, the birth of Jesus, regardless of the circumstances surrounding it or whatever we might be facing in our world today, Jesus' birth is good news. It's great joy for all people. For Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord, and he was born to bring life. Instead of looking for some cheap substitute for love or fumbling your way through life without any real true direction or without uh, or rejecting the forgiveness that Jesus freely offers you or, or living like there is no purpose in this life, I want to encourage you to receive life. You can experience the life and the love that you've always wanted. You can find wisdom and insight to navigate this world. You can find forgiveness for the mess that you've made of your life. And 
You can have eternal life to look forward to all because Jesus came. He was born, he died, he came back to life and he reigns now and he offers you and I life by believing in him and what the Bible clearly states about him, trusting him as the only way to true, abundant, eternal life. John ends his gospel by saying these words. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. You know, if you've never placed your faith in who Jesus is, you can do that right now. And you can let us know that you want to do that. You can just simply pull out your phone right now, whether you're worshiping here with us in Newburgh or online. Just text the word now to our church phone number, 812-858-8668. Let us continue to explain to you about this life that we've experienced, only found in Jesus. This life that is true. This life that is abundant. This life that is eternal. We'd simply like to just follow up with you and help you discover how to experience this life that I've been describing. We truly believe and we celebrate that Jesus came to bring us life. You know, this life that Jesus came to bring us is filled with these Advent themes that we've celebrated and that really truly are the meaning of Christmas. It starts with this candle of hope, Recognizing that Jesus is something to hold on to when the rest of the world seems shaky or out of control. It also represents peace. Peace that comes to us, that strengthens us and comforts us because of the, the presence of Jesus in us through the Holy Spirit. And it also comes by faith that, that Jesus is worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our followership because he is true. He is faithful. He is pure. It also, it, it comes with this joy, joy that comes by obedience, that following Jesus is where true life is found. And it all leads to this life that we've been describing, life that is full, life that is abundant, life that is eternal. And that's what we celebrate today because of who Jesus is and that he came to bring us life. So would you stand with me and let's worship Jesus because of who he is and the life that he came to bring us.